Welcome to Gain That Tune. What is going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy John Harrington here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got the king of the show, David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back. Game That Tune in the house. Episode 330. Man, oh man, what an episode it's going to be, guys. We are going to do... Some great things on tonight's show, starting first and foremost with listening to video game music. And then what we're going to do is try and guess each other's games based on the songs that we've chosen. A little bit of trivia, we're going to goof off and we're going to have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays a bonus tune. And our winner last week, it was me, baby. And uh, man, I was quick on my, uh, on my feet with a theme that tied into... My game last week, which, you know, I really got to stop doing that. I got to stop uh, picking a theme based on a game that I just chose for the show, because then I, you know, immediately am down one potential game for this week's show. Uh, I chose the theme of games set in the past. So, games taking place in a time prior to uh, this very moment. Games taking place uh, prior to the time at which they were released. If a game takes place in the future, it is not valid for tonight's show. If a game takes place in what was meant to be the present day of the time at which it was released, that time has now passed. It could be valid for tonight's show. It's a pretty, pretty open theme, guys. So, you know, just real quick, like, say a game is like... In the, like, okay, let's pretend a game was made in, like, 1989 for the NES, right? Mm. And, like, on the thing, it says, in the distant future of 2010. Right. We actually did talk about this last week. That is the future to that game, therefore not valid for the show. David asked specifically, like, what about Street Fighter 2010? Oh, that's right, yeah. You know, not valid. Mega Man games, not valid. Uh, But what about... Like when it gets to, no, because Mega Man X is, uh, is in twenty XX. Yeah. So that could be valid. Well, no, that's the future. Never mind. It could be the past twenty years. It could be any time until tw- the year twenty one hundred. Who could say? But it's also the future based on the fact that the Mega Man X series started in nineteen ninety three. You know, uh, games that take place in the past, fantasy settings, pretty acceptable. Final Fantasy settings. Largely unacceptable, just based on the number of airships and the fact that I don't know that. Well, that's steampunk, which is like an alternate Victorian history. But it's also Final Fantasy, and I can't tell where or when any of them take place. So better safe than sorry. Uh, You know, just tipping my hand. I didn't pick a Final Fantasy. I mean, we've used most of the Final Fantasies. So exactly. So you know, high fantasy. 
pretty uh pretty acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, your highness that uh that Danny McBride movie totally acceptable. Except <laughs> I can't it's wait. not a video game and Yet. it's really bad. Um but yeah, so you know, we're going to we're going to take a look back at the past. Uh games uh with a little bit of history, you know. It's uh it's going to be a fun show, I think. Um you know, it's uh like I said, plenty, uh, plenty of options to choose from. You know, Johnny, you're the, uh, you know, I'd like you to speak with some of your expertise on this. Uh, when do Sonic games take place? Um, Sonic games, I think, take place outside of our own construct of time. Yes, um, that's what <laughs> I thought. Yeah, I don't think they take place in the past or future or present so much as they take place in the past, future, and present. Right. Um, Okay, Except yeah, Sonic, C- Sonic yes. CD does have a time traveling yeah. mechanic, so I guess it's Sonic, Sonic CD. CD. <laughs> you know, not valid for any of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, Sonic's got its own timeline. It's really kind of a Sonic timeline. That is to say, it's shaped like the word Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> written in fancy cursive. <laughs> um, cool. Okay, so yeah. Uh, we'll see if Johnny picked a Sonic game. Yeah, there was that one with the fantasy setting that David definitely used like 300 episodes ago. But maybe hmm. there's another one that takes place in the, you know, the Earth past that I'm not aware of. You know, like like those movies. The Sonic movies, you know, they haven't made Sonic the movie the game yet, so... No. Uh, I think okay, that's so, just Sonic 2006. Oh, God. That's technically the past. <laughs> yeah. Or would that yeah, be the know. Sonic Boom games? I don't know. Nor do no, I care. Sonic Boom, that's the Sonic that has, like, the handkerchief and... And, yeah. and the hammer and stuff. Right. Well, yeah. I just know that future, Sonic Boom was like an animated show, and then games as well. Yep. I came yep. very close to trying to work so- uh, the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog into this theme, but I could not justify it. Good. <laughs> I'm glad to know that. We'll we'll get to it eventually, but uh, not tonight, baby. Tonight <laughs> where Sonic gets murdered. I mean, I'm in favor of it. You know, murder mystery games. Yeah. It's uh, it's a forthcoming theme. Just so <laughs> Johnny can use that. It's an but, awesome game, actually. <laughs> thank God we don't have to talk about it tonight. We're going to talk about... Uh, we'll see what kind of games we're going to talk about. So, Johnny, let's, uh, let's do it, man. Game one.
All right, guys. So in this game, uh, you can unlock uh, 12 different ships ranging from the uh, small pinnace or pinnace. I'm not sure if, how that's pronounced to the uh, large ship of the line. That's nice. Yeah. Really puts you in a certain setting, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So everybody... I mean, it uh, could be any time. Everybody whip out your pennies, and uh, we'll see those answers. Oh, man. Johnny says Sea of Thieves, sadly incorrect. Jesse says The Hundred Years War 64, <laughs> also sadly incorrect. And David somewhat shockingly has the correct answer. This is Port Royale. Of course, here in America... Surprisingly few games have pin aces in them. Yes. Is that with cheese, David? Well, I was going to say, here in America, we called it Port Quarter Pounder. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it was uh, was developed in Germany and released under the name Port Royale. And, uh, yeah, it is a... (laughs) Uh, not completely, uh, not completely pirate themed, but a, uh, you know, sailing themed, um, adventure uh, game released, uh, for PCs in 2003, I believe. Ah, uh, yes. Those famous seafaring pirates, the Germans. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah, you, you encounter so many Germans in this game. It's uh, actually it's pretty good. No, oh, you know what they should make, and I apologize for derailing us immediately, but it would be cool if there was like a ship action game that pulled boats from throughout history. So you had like German U-boats fighting Spanish galleons. I'd play that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Like a you know, ship time travel battle game. Yeah. I, you know, it seems like the futuristic ships would have a distinct advantage. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, it seems like submarines yeah. would win all the things against pirate ships. There may be a fatal flaw in this game. I can't even see them. <laughs> yeah. Like, can't see shit. Shoot, 
They're shooting cannonballs in the water like while they're getting torpedoed. Like, exactly. Hey, Captain, this is hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, this is, uh, this is Port Royale. Uh, not a Pirates of the Caribbean game, but a game that features pirates and takes place around the Caribbean. Um, you uh, get to create your little character and sail around in a ship and stop at different ports in the various places around the uh, Caribbean, uh, the upper coast of South America, you know, Venezuela and whatnot, uh, Cuba, Dominican Republic, you know, little stops in Mexico. I, did, I didn't get to a point in any of the videos I was watching to see if you actually get to stop in Florida, but it's constantly just hanging there on the map. Like, you know, it just laid itself down on the map. Just like just... any pennies. Exactly. You know, Florida, you know, the... The big dangling pinnace of, uh, you know, the map of the Caribbean. Um, but yeah, so it's, um, it's, I could, it's like a, sh- uh, what's the name for a fucking, like a SimCity type game? Like a building settlements game? <laughs> a simulation sim? game? Yeah. Yeah, a sim so game? There's degrees of a sim game and an exploration game to it. You go around to different ports and you do trading with the various people you can take on jobs from the people. Uh, you know, the jobs involve you know going to somewhere and trading with somebody else, or trying to stop a group of pirates that have been attacking their settlements. Or you know, so is uh, is this just escape velocity in the 1600s? I don't remember really what escape velocity is. <laughs> David, that's a deep cut. What the oh. fuck are you talking about? This is about? a game that was only released for classic Macs. <laughs> well, no, I just remember like playing escape velocity. You're supposed to like be in space and shuttling cargo from planet to planet and like running missions and everything. It was like, is this just escape velocity but with pirates? I, I don't I, think I, so. I can answer that, and the answer is, David, they both had pirates, so the answer is no, it's not just Escape Velocity, but with pirates. It is Escape Velocity on water instead of space, though. <laughs> escape cool. Velocity, it's like, like water a, world. Well, but there is land. Is there? Yes. Throughout oh, this okay. game, you, you stop at various <laughs> lands. Yeah, numerous lands, in fact. Just double Cuba, check. Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, all yes. famously lands. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, um, I, I don't remember if Escape Velocity is something that involves you just moving around a map and stopping to talk to various people in their settlements and trading yep. with them. Yep. Okay. <laughs> why did? Okay. Then why did it have the name Escape Velocity? It sounds like it should be a flying game. Like well, I mean, it is a flying game. You're flying in space. Yeah, and you do get into battles, and you have to fight off pirates and things like that. Um, it sounds like there is a lot of similarities here in terms of like the overall concepts. Um, but nobody, nobody, David, you and I are the only fucking people who play the escape velocity. Yeah, no, I'm sorry, David scrambled my fucking brain with that reference. I don't know. You know I'm sorry. Um, I really didn't mean to derail the show. Yeah. Is so, it anything stop. like Star Control Two? Probably. <laughs> yeah, you want to explain how what that game is? How similar is it to Sid Meier's Pirates? Well, it is a very similar <laughs> one, game to Sid Meier's Pirates. That one's closer. Uh, yeah, you know, really a much better question. Uh, you know, how similar is it to Sid Meier's Pirates? It's fucking really similar. It's the to same Sid game. Pirates, except you don't 
always play as a pirate. You play as Sid somebody Meyer. who will take on jobs and do things besides pirating. You know, maybe maybe you're a trader. Maybe you're uh, you know bringing things to help establish uh, and settle new lands. Maybe you are um, fucking a pirate. You're uh, fucking a pirate. Hey? <laughs> yeah. I'm in favor of this. I'm trying to think of the word they used for the one of the jobs. It's like taking on private military contracts. You're a fucking not a mercenary. Oh, you're a you're privateer. A, a buck. Yes. You know. Yes. Yeah, a cuckooner. Um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it um, you can do all that and more. Uh, it's a game in which you sail around to different settlements. Uh, you get into conversations with the, the characters and find out what they want. It's you know it's very fun and dated. You know, like I I like when you're having a conversation with a non-player character, and usually I, I've gotten used to like a nice anime portrait of a character talking to you doesn't really move it maybe changes based on the context that kind of thing this was the early 2000s so all the portraits of the characters you talk to are rendered in terrible CG um, and they all seem to do the same motion whenever you uh, start talking to them and then advance the conversation so like you're talking to like the uh, the friar or the you know the priest at your first settlement and it always starts looking this way, and then it looks right at, at you. And then every time you advance the conversation, it resets, and then it looks right at you. And it's so silly looking. <laughs> and like, it's just like the ugliest computer graphic characters that just keep on doing the head turn from like I, you know like uh, Jesse you know like on Sunday night football sometimes when like yes. they show player stats and their head rises up yeah, to those are so weird yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah every time you're talking to somebody they just keep on looking at you <laughs> like, I like to imagine that it's it's trying to portray like the character just assumes every sentence is the last sentence like right. oh did you bring the did you come to port okay I brought your cargo. God damn it, you're still talking? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just everybody in these old settlements has severe ADD. <laughs> hey, hey, focus, focus, man. I, I, huh? Come oh. bearing spices, motherfucker. <laughs> I brought your cargo, but there's a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Look at where we live, man. This is gorgeous. <laughs> I'm just not realizing, like, we never really all... Like look directly into the camera during the show, and when John, you were looking directly into the camera, it was very unsettling. I yeah, like to request that we all do that the rest of the show. It's so tough to talk to camera <laughs> instead of look at you guys on the screen. Like, yeah, it's. Just, I want to see your reactions. And I just have to look and like hope for the best. It's very right. very weird. No, yeah, I don't like it, man. Um, <laughs> it's. I mean, um, they always teach you yeah. don't look directly into the camera. Who who is they? They haven't taught me anything. Um, but yeah, so the game is, uh, yeah, it's just a kind of, I don't know, like old school 2000s-ish, uh, exploration and trading and, you know, kind of, I guess you could call it an RPG. Like, you, you know, you can kind of do what you want and it's kind of open-ended. Um, as a guy that likes history, geography, pirates... It's a it's an appealing game for me, and there are ship battles. Uh, you know, it's not particularly great ship battles. Like whenever you get into a battle, um, it's like you have to kind of be. It's it's done with mouse and keyboard, obviously, and you're having to navigate your ship and move it around 
the other ship and then like click the other ship to target it and then you know you fire all your cannons and you can improve your cannon stat by uh you know obviously doing other stuff and so the better your cannon stats the less scattered your shots are so the more quickly you can actually uh you know beat the other ships it's uh you know uh, like interesting little battles not particularly great um but yeah uh it's a cool little game it's gotten a few sequels uh it had a port royale 2 in 2004 so almost like immediately they i guess came up with a couple of improvements uh then they got bought out and a new game came out in 2012 and then another one in 2020 and i thought it was really funny because i'm like well you know logically the progression of you know this game is like the first game takes place in the Caribbean, and then the next games take place, you know, in the rest of the world. You know, new maps, new lands. No, the uh, all of the games take place in the Caribbean. It's essentially the same game over and over again, with like just some, you know, some improvements over time. But it's still just, hey, you're still trading in Cuba and Dominican Republic and the little islands between there in South America. You, know, you gotta stop at fucking Grand Cayman and shit. It's like, wow. I'm surprised they put out four different versions of this, like, just to get people to keep on doing this same exact setting. I'm trying to think of any game that presumes to give you the exact same setting across all sequels. Like... Madden? Madden? Well, thank you. Thank you, Johnny. That is it. All sports games. (laughs) They all take place on that same football field. Um, Just one field. Yeah. (laughs) That does seem like a missed opportunity. Like, I would have loved to go explore, like, Oceania or, like, advance to 1903 and go to Japan. Like, there were places they could have gone. Yeah. Yes. Pirate ships in the Silver Stadium. Uh, you know, Jacksonville feels like a good spot for an expansion quest. Um, you know, maybe ta- <laughs> maybe Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Duh. Yeah, Miami <laughs> seems logical. Um, maybe go all the way up to New England uh, for uh, no. you know, some pa- patriotic trading. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think there's somebody. You know, probably some pirates in Baltimore, uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Great yeah, like no, yeah. baseball. Wisconsin? Different, different, different kind of pirates. <laughs> yeah, Wisconsin for those German pirates. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of potential in this, and they just kept on doing the fucking Caribbean. I think it's pretty great. Um, I, I don't know. It, it kind of cracks me up. Like, oh, cool. You know, especially since the, the second sequel came out like two years after. It's like, oh, cool. Port Royale 2. I enjoyed that you know, slightly educational PC game. I wonder where I'm going on this one. Oh, it's still here. Same place. Okay, well, I guess I'll wait for a sequel. Ten years later, Port Royale 3 comes, and you're still trading in the Caribbean. This is, uh, hmm. Seems like, you know, it almost, you know, it is like the pirate version of Madden. They just kind of improve the graphics, change the gameplay mechanics. There's some new things to trade for. Uh, you know, whereas Madden, there's some, you know, improved graphics, new game mechanics, some new players to trade for. It, you know, really, Port Royale, it took from the Madden formula a lot. They, they didn't get to yearly, that's the thing. They, they, you know, they waited a long time in between entries. So, imagine going from playing Madden 2002 to Madden 2012, and... That's typically ev- how I do it. 
uh, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I really buy sports games very seldom, so it's like, yeah, okay, I'll do FIFA World Cup 2006, and then FIFA 11, and then I'll play FIFA at someone's house if I ever want to play it again, but I won't buy it, <laughs> so... Maybe that's how I need to be with Port Royale. Need to buy one every eight or ten years. Because, you know, I like Right pirates. when they release a new one. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, we're coming up, man. It's been three years, five more years or so. Another, uh, you know, it's going to be time for Port Royale 5. Fucking, you know, maybe uh, Port Royale 5 on the PS5. And um, it's set in the far off lands of the Caribbean. The exact same place. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'd love to see it. You know, doesn't change time periods, doesn't change settings. Somehow they're called these sequels. Sounds good. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's cool, man. I like uh, I like you know sailing, ships, uh, you know, islands, uh, you know, tropical climates. Uh, I like Florida. Okay, you know, like if it turns out that you can't even go to Florida in this game, I wouldn't be too heartbroken. You know. The Caribbean's cool enough. I don't need Florida. Um, good games. Fun. And, and it's got pirate tunes. And the music's all got things like seagulls calling in the background. So it's uh, it's fun. It puts you in a mood. So, um, Johnny, I'd say it's time to move on to the next game. Game 2.
Right, so um, when booting this game up, initially, there are only... I can't look at it, God. <laughs> when booting this game up, initially, there are only two voices that announce the publisher. After a certain point in the story, there are four voices. Gentlemen, uh, who has their answers written down? Oh, I love this game. <laughs> Johnny, oh, no fair oh, peeking. Oh, oh. Alright, uh, so Johnny says Mario and Luigi. We'll have to check with the judges. Uh, Jesse says Super French and Indian War. Sadly incorrect. John Harrington has the correct answer. Mario and Luigi Partners in Time. Uh, Johnny, you didn't get a subtitle, so only John gets a point. Yeah, no, I, I can't name a single Mario and Luigi game. <laughs> I mean, like, props on getting the series, but every single one has a subtitle, so we kind of fucked up there. Hmm. So yeah, so, uh, this is Mario... I'm sorry, go ahead, Johnny. 
I was going to say, tell us about the game. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this is... Mar- <sighs> I'm just... Uh, God. So this is Mario & Luigi Partners in Time. Uh, this is the second game in the series. It's the first one on the DS. And... I want to start off by saying... This is a very good game. Compared to the rest of the series, I think this is probably the weakest one. Like, overall, it's a good game, but like next to the other Mario and Luigi games, yeah, this game's not all that great. Um, it is. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to keep my hand up and cover. Um, basically, the the plot of this game is there are weird mushroom-like aliens called troops who invade the Mushroom Kingdom in the past. And so Mario and Luigi use a time machine to venture into the past Mushroom Kingdom, and they team up with Baby Mario and Baby Luigi to fight off these aliens. It sounds cool, like, it's a cool premise, but... The, the the aliens invading in the past doesn't, like, affect the present at all, and the reason that Mario and Luigi have a time machine from Professor Egad is just kind of because they do. Like, mm-hmm. it's not really connected. It's, it's very weird. But you do get to explore, like, Peach's castle. Because uh, in the first game, in Superstar Saga pretty much the whole thing was in the neighboring Bean Bean Kingdom, so it was, like, a whole new area. And this one, you actually get to go to, like, Star Road, Peach's Castle, Bowser's Castle. But they kind of, like, had a missed opportunity, because it is in the past. You could have seen, like, stuff under construction. And they don't really do that. It's just, you're in the Mushroom Kingdom. It's, and it still nothing's looks different like, except it's just the past? Yeah. Like, they just there's say, nothing oh, it's to the pass now. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's just like, yeah. oh, Peach is a baby. And that's about it. Hmm. Um, yeah. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. The game still looks good. Uh, it still has an awesome soundtrack. It still has the super fun battle system from, you know, Superstar Saga. It just. It doesn't quite live up to its potential. It's it's a very linear game. There's not a lot of exploration. And um, one thing that I really disliked about this game is the story. The idea of like aliens invading and time travel is really cool, but Mario and Luigi have that very classic Mario and Luigi series thing where they just speak like random pseudo-Italian gibberish. And then with the shrews, because they're aliens, they don't speak in English. They have, like, this weird alien language. So there'll be a cutscene where Mario and Luigi and Baby Mario and Baby Luigi run into these alien monsters and everything. They bump in, and Mario's like, And then a speech bubble comes up from the shrew, and it's just unintelligible gibberish. And, like... This is an RPG. I'm supposed to follow the story. What the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> I mean, it's somewhat realistic. Like, you know, it, it's not like aliens are just going to show up and start speaking boopadabapa Italian. Yeah. It, it, do you eventually understand what they're saying? Is there eventually a, you know, somebody to translate or you know, figure out what's going on? 
Or is it just that no. the entire game? Is it gibberish versus it's... gibberish the entire time? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, God. Okay, never mind. Fuck that. Awesome. Um, I thought you were going to say you have a problem with going back into the past and teaming up with a baby version of yourself, because that's also alarming. Like, I don't really want to have an adventure with a baby at all. Certainly not a baby of myself. It's not the worst idea, honestly, because if you think about it, do you remember that movie Baby Geniuses? Where it turns out that all babies have all the knowledge of the universe until they turn about two or three, and then as they start to speak English, they lose it. So if you went back in time and found your baby self, according to Baby Geniuses, that's not a bad idea. You just don't know how to talk to them. But they actually know all the secrets of the world. Or universe. You were the only one who would bring up baby geniuses. Jesus Christ. What the fuck, man? Do I need to look up some fucking obscure reference for you guys' segments? I mean, fucking David's bringing up Escape Velocity, John's doing baby geniuses? It's it's like a boss baby. That's basically the same plot. (laughs) I don't like that either. Just saying. Babies... John hates babies. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I never was one. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> How did you skip being a baby exactly? No explanation. <laughs> no explanation. Okay. Um, yeah. Like I said, I wanted to start off by saying it's a good game because it is. It's the combat's fun. Um, it still has the classic like Mario and Luigi charm to it. It's just there's a lot of stuff kind of holding it back, and like on its own merits, it's like seven out of ten. Good game. I recommend it. I would recommend playing probably any other Mario and Luigi game first. Like it's just not the best Mario and Luigi game. <laughs> Even the Superstar Saga got... is better. Bowser's Inside Story is better. I think Paper Jam is better. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. The, the one full of stickers or whatever. No, that's something else. Oh. Yeah, there's Paper Mario Sticker Star, and then there's Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Yeah, Paper right. Jam is good. Sticker Star is very mid. I heard Paper Jam was mid. You know, a lot of people said it was mid, but I think they were just mad that it wasn't a Paper Mario game. It was a Mario and Luigi game with Paper Mario in it. Yeah, got it. But yeah, Paper Jam, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, Paper Jam's cool. Um, yeah, I just... I think this game had a lot of potential, and they didn't capitalize on it. And it's a shame, because... Time traveling Mario Brothers. I can't think of any game where that could possibly turn out bad. Mm. Didn't wasn't that like the uh, plot of Mario is missing? N- no, you're thinking of Mario's Time Machine, which okay. is a different game. But yeah, Mario can't travels think through time of any and game artifacts. where it would be bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Just a lot of uh, a lot of potential not capitalized upon. I can't think of any better way to describe all babies. It's <laughs> <laughs> all babies. <laughs> Hashtag just, uh, not all babies. I'm just saying, you know, uh, we all have so much potential as babies, and then uh, you know, flash yeah. forward thirty some odd years, and here we are making this podcast instead. <laughs> uh, Johnny, we were once geniuses, were we not? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's basically the plot of Baby Geniuses. The movie I ends, and they all—they're G- all making <laughs> podcasts. Yep. Uh, Christopher Lloyd is, is just Del shaking his head in disappointment. <laughs> yeah, all the babies making their podcast now. Uh, pathetic. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Um, no, I mean, I you know, I like the idea of a time traveling Mario game, but you know, like David said, if you if there's not the gags involving the scenery being you know prior time, then like, what are we, what are we doing here? It's, you know, that's uh, it, it's a little low effort. Like, you know, I've lived in the same town for a long time, and yeah, one thing that's different: I used to be a baby, now I'm an adult. But also, a number of things have changed about this city. Like, that's kind of, like, the one constant about, like, you know, most places that people live. Things change over time. You come back to a place you haven't been in a long time, you go, wow, damn, I don't recognize this place. This is nuts. That should be the I whole mean, point of, you know, fucking Paper Mario traveling through time. Like, or not Paper Mario, fucking Mario and Luigi. Like, oh, man. Uh, you know, I don't remember what the Mushroom Kingdom used to look like. Whoa! And then they go back and, you know, all the mushrooms are shorter. Like, that's all you need. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love so much if there was a Mario and Luigi game where they're exploring the future of the Mushroom Kingdom and they're like, God, wasn't there a Hardee's here? They tore that mm-hmm. down? Fuck. Yeah. Man, I could swear, wasn't this the Episcopal Church? Oh, God, now it's just like a nail salon? This is weird. Huh. Okay. This used to all be mushroom farmland. Yeah. As far as the yeah. eye could see. This used to just be platforms as far as the eye could see. <laughs> Old man Peabody uh. raising platforms. <laughs> the twin platforms malls. <laughs> and then, and then he, yeah, they travel back in time and it becomes the one platform mall. Hey, you ran over my platform! <laughs> you boarded my platforms! <laughs> Uh, old man Smash Brothers. <laughs> old man Master Hand was just boarding those platforms. You platform forming son of a bitch! <laughs> see, see, you're sitting here trying to cast Old Man Peabody with Master Hand, whereas I'm looking at it the other way, and I'm just imagining, Oh, Mario, you've got to come back with me. Who's playing him? Uh, Luigi. You know, Luigi's got to take Mario back to the future. Wait, is Luigi <laughs> the old weird friend of Mario? <laughs> like, it's not appropriate yeah. for them to really be hanging out and they don't explore that? <laughs> yeah, Mario, we gotta take you to the future. Your kids, they're assholes. We gotta <laughs> fix it. <laughs> oh, man. And Bowser I mean, I'm just Biff. thinking, like, you've got <laughs> Mario and Luigi, you've got Marty and Doc, Doc's taller, Mario, Marty. That makes sense. So, like, yeah. Doc Brown would be Luigi. I'm just saying there's an established relationship between Mario and Luigi that's not, uh, you know, groomer and uh, teenage boy relationship. It's, uh, yeah, same. It's, uh, it's a brotherly. I don't feel comfortable going down this line of discussion. Yeah, it's all hey, good. So, Mario's dad, played by Crispin Glover. I brought your car back all the way to the house. All you got for me is light fire flower. <laughs> So, yeah, does Mario travel back oh, in time and his mom is Princess Peach and then Bowser tries to do stuff before the dance and who's who's Crispin Glover in this situation? <laughs> right, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Who's yeah. Toadsworth. I guess Mario. Toadsworth beats up <laughs> Bowser and hooks up with Princess and 
they uh, everything's fine. Mario and Luigi no longer disappear from the old photo. Um, and Mario invents rock and roll. Oh, uh, they now dance the enchantment of the I sea d- dance, and it's just Which, the underwater music from Mario yeah, Brothers 1. It, it really all makes sense. Really, Back to the Future is just a version of Mario and Luigi Partners in Time. Uh, <laughs> Robert Zemeckis really should look into suing Nintendo. <laughs> now I just want Please. to see the original 1985 version of, like, drunk, depressed Princess Peach. Mm. Probably still hot, just under some... <laughs> Thick makeup. <laughs> uh, good times. David, good pick. I, you know, I forgot there was a time traveling Mario game. And what a timely pick. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, most of us will probably have seen the Mario movie. And therefore, it's time for Jesse to spoil all of it. Jesse, you have 10 seconds on the clock. Go. Game three.
So, um, the main character is able to use firearms with either his left or right hand. According to the developers, it was discovered that, at the time, soldiers in Vietnam were taught to shoot with both hands so they would never be at a disadvantage, and that is why the main character can do so. Let's see some answers. Alright, so um, Jesse says the War of Polish Succession advanced, sadly incorrect. Uh, John Harrington says Forrest Gump Eshin, sadly incorrect. Uh, Johnny and I both have the correct answer. I don't know if that Wait. counts for me. <laughs> um, this is... 
<laughs> what the fuck are you doing, man? Not. Just present the fan request. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, this is our fan request from Beast Pond, and Johnny is correct. This is Mafia 3. Chase, complicating things. <sighs> I mean, I wasn't Thank sure you, if you David. still wanted to present the fan request, or... I think it's become clear over the course of the show. I did not. Thank you for helping me out in my <laughs> okay. time of need. <laughs> so yeah, this is Mafia 3. Um, I did not play this game, but I really wanted to. Mainly because... John, you seem confused. I'm just saying. Uh, you wanted to play this game? <laughs> It doesn't yes. strike me as a David game, even in the slightest. <laughs> well, that's because this game is different. Um, the first two Mafia games were set in the past, um, set in like the 1940s and based around the Italian mafioso in New York, or like not New York. Um, mm. Whereas this game that's... was set in 1968, I believe, in not New Orleans. I think it's called New Bordeaux. Um, mm. And instead of being tied into like the Italian mafiosos you are a biracial guy who comes back from like Vietnam and gets drafted in with a bunch of like black guys that are being picked on in the south and so they decide to like strike back fighting against the organized crime rings um, so you're not actually in the mafia you're fucking up mafias as like a black guy in the south I was like okay that seems that pretty, pretty cool. Bad. That's a twist, because yeah, based on the title, you think it's gonna be uh, you know a forget about it fucking Italian mafia game, not a uh, game taking place in the uh, segregated South in which you're fighting the mafia. I like that. Uh, I man, I hope they got some people with that bait and switch. Like, how many <laughs> people do you think they tricked into playing the game, thinking they were gonna play a straight up? You know, Godfather type game, and then they're playing as fucking like a southern black guy. <laughs> like I, I, I really am intrigued by that that uh, that you know design choice. I think I think it's great. Um, yeah. hmm. What a thing to do. <laughs> and I was wondering because I was like, okay, because the game came out in um, I closed my tab. Twenty sixteen. Uh, yeah. So um, I was wondering. I was like. Are they going to, like... Okay, it's set in the 60s in the South with a black guy. They're not, like, going to try to make players understand and, like, sympathize with everything going on. And then I was watching, like, a, a playthrough of it. And, like, one of the first cutscenes has some guy yelling about, you darn coloreds. I was like, oh, no. They're yeah. going there. Good for Good. them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh. yeah, like I said, he comes back from Vietnam and there's a lot of shit about that about like the things he did in war and like the tragedies in there like every time your health gets low the screen kind of turns black and white and you hear a helicopter noise because it's oh, giving Jesus. him like as he's getting damaged it gives him like Vietnam flashbacks it's like oh fuck Damn. that's kind of cool I mean kind of brutal it just, and, it's, you know, oof, but cool <laughs> it just it seemed like a really different take on like an open world assassinate game and I was really intrigued by it obviously this did not come out for Wii or Wii U so I did <laughs> not play this oh yeah true 
That it's 2016 thing. So yeah, man, David, you uh, you haven't had a PlayStation since back in the PlayStation Two era, huh? Correct. Wow. What are they up um, to now? PlayStation Three? I've lost track, man. Uh, yeah. They were doing three. I think a few years ago they put out a four, and then they started doing iterations on the four. And that's when I, I cashed in my chips. I haven't turned on my PlayStation 4 in a while. Because, you know, I'm, I'm just some fucking bitch that never uh, upgraded to a PlayStation 4 Plus, And I felt like, you know, time was leaving me behind. So I got out of the PlayStation game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a meager Switch gamer now. And, this, and See, I don't think why... the Switch has Mafia 3. <laughs> See, and that's why, like... I bought an Xbox 360, I enjoyed it, but I haven't gotten another Xbox system, because apparently they haven't released another one. They had the Xbox, <laughs> and then they released the Xbox 360, and then I saw, like, the Xbox One, I was like, are they just re-releasing the original? I'm not buying right, that, can't believe, that's dumb. Can't believe they would just put out the original Xbox again after all these years, that's a ballsy move. And, you know, if anything else came out after that, it, it might have been some kind of Wi-Fi router, like an air purifier. It certainly wasn't a video game console. And, yeah, it's, uh, you know, probably shouldn't buy it. Confusingly yeah. named. Too confusingly named. Um, but maybe it was a fancy aren't... speaker. Maybe don't blow, you know, don't blow vape juice into it. But, you know, it's probably not a video game console. Uh, things that aren't confusing are how awesome Racial it politics is to, in the South. <laughs> how awesome <laughs> it is to be a guy just like fucking up the mafia. Like, yeah, this game looked really cool. And so this is this is not as you said. This is not Nolans. This um, takes place in some fake southern town. Uh, is that how they explain that there's a large Italian mafia presence there for you to fuck up? Is it like, is, is there a mafia in New Orleans that I'm not aware of? I, uh, I'm, you know, I'm a Florida guy. I, I don't keep up with, uh, you know, all the goings on over there in the bayou. Um, but I don't recall them having a large organized crime syndicate. But I feel maybe, like I, maybe I'm mistaken. <laughs> I feel like every major city has some kind of organized crime racket. Like, mm. New York has a lot of Italians. Um, Chicago also has a lot of Italians. But there was a very prominent Jewish mob. New Orleans did have some kind of organized crime. Whether it was specifically Italian-American, I don't know. It could well, have actually, been I, French. I, uh, uh a quick Googling of New Orleans Mafia comes up with the New Orleans crime family or New Orleans Mafia, an Italian-American mafia crime family in New Orleans uh, from about the 1860s through the 1960s. Um, uh, in the it, 1960s, um, they dwindled down to a paltry few men. So, wow. Mainly because there was a black guy just fucking killing them. Exactly, yeah. It turns out, yeah, maybe you know, maybe their numbers dwindled because, you know, one fucking principal black man was just fucking killing all of them. <laughs> like, man, what a story to tell. <laughs> like, oh, God, yeah, I kind of want to play it now, too, man. I, you know, when you, again, if you title the game Mafia, I just assume you're playing as the Mafia. <laughs> like, I just, it's, uh, how many, how many games are based on the thing that you fuck up? Like how many how many games are so, titled after the thing that you fucking kill in the game? It, 
Is Jay Metroid in this game? Thank you. It is. It is much like Metroid. And no, thank God, this is not Jane Austen's Mafia. The game. <laughs> Uh, it'd be great if it was if this was a tie-in sequel yeah what what a fucking move if they made the mafia movie the fucking spoof movie in you know 1997 and then years later released a tie-in video game and called it not mafia 2 but mafia 3 (laughs) and then it's and then it's not really about the mafia it's about a black guy killing the mafia like bold fucking producers of mafia does seem like something they would do is like release a sequel and call it three and just make everybody wonder what the hell happened to mafia two yes that's what i'm saying like you know they wait they they go fucking 18 years without a sequel and then you know all of a sudden it's a video game and it's uh you know you're not playing as the italians you're playing as uh, as a black guy killing the italians and of course you run into uh like a a guy that sounds somewhat like christopher walken in the game um, trying to think of the other impressions that Jay Moore would do for a uh, fucking, you know, SNL. How's that sound, Johnny? What? Pay attention, how's man. What, how's what like... sound? Oh, the game? I thought I no. thought maybe you made like a sound effect or something. I didn't hear it. No, we wanted we wanted to hear your impression of Jay Moore doing an impression. Oh, what's of that? So- okay, what's that? Walken. What's that sound like? I see, okay, so to me that sounds like. God, I, I, I just do a Walken. Do right. a C- Cajun Christopher Walken. Cajun saying, Christopher Walken. Saying, <laughs> you know, you got balls, kid, to stand up to the Italian-American mafia down here and not real Nolans. All right, all right. Okay, here we go, here we go. You got balls, kid. Stand up to the Italian mafia down here in Nolans. Oh, <laughs> he got there. He, he was pretty much there. Yeah, you know, every, pretty much had. every time we ask Johnny to do a voice or an impression or something, I know it's coming, and it still makes me laugh every damn time. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean that was a, that was Solid ten out of bit. ten, Johnny. No notes. Um, <laughs> fucking, you got it, uh, man. We could uh, we could make this game, fellas. We could uh, we could redo Mafia Three and make it a spoof movie <laughs> instead of a fucking. Racial politics, uh, open world game. You know, we could set it in real New Orleans this time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call my uh, my buddies over there in New Orleans. Uh, I'm sure they can license out the the likeness of the city for us. <laughs> you know, Jesse, you call Jay Moore, and, uh, and David, cousin. you get you get drawing. It'll be uh, it'll be good. Johnny, you're on voices. So, two mice fell into a bucket of cream. The first mouse gave up and he drowned. But the second mouse, he swam and swam and swam as hard as he could and eventually that cream turned into butter. I am that second mouse. I was waiting for it to get Cajun, man. <laughs> they turned that cream yeah. into... That, that mouse, he turned that butter into mufflata. <laughs> turned that <laughs> cream into, into a gumbo. <laughs> to a nice roux. <laughs> Oh man! Um, wow! I, I am that see second beignet. <laughs> 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 uh, God. Um, I, I would actually love it so much if there was just like, oh yeah, you have to go to like K 
King Cajun of the crime family. And it's just Christopher Walken refusing to do a Cajun accent. Just like, yeah, yeah I found them on the bayou. <laughs> he was there. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm for that. Yeah, fucking Walken would do it, man. He's such a fucking ace. We can probably get him on the show. Yeah, we probably could, man. He's not busy. He I'll loves him. podcasts <laughs> and video game music. Yeah. God. Ar- arpeggios are my favorite sound. Yeah. They go. <laughs> I mean, I'm confused where you guys are sitting here talking about we should get Walken for the show. Has he not been here this whole time? <laughs> He's already here. <laughs> oh, man. Um, God. It's going to be good. Uh, Christopher Walken going to be a regular on the show from here on out. David, thank the requester, and let's continue on. <laughs> uh, this came from Discord uh, from Beast Pond, so thank you, Beast Pond, for the request. Yes. Excellent request, and thank you, David, again, for handling that request. Game four.
Um, <clears throat> so this game intentionally features graphics and textures that mimic 3D from around the turn of the millennium. Um, however, the game uses modern day shaders, which make the game look indistinguishable compared to some modern games at first glance. bonus uh, trivia um, sometimes when you're sailing and it's storming out you can see Thor uh, flying in the sky causing the lightning
All right. Writing down those answers. All right. Let's see. Johnny says, uh, catch me if you can, the game. That's incorrect. Uh, John says, old school RuneScape. That's incorrect. And David says, God of War Ragnarok, which is incorrect. Oh, dang it. There it goes. This is uh, Valheim, um, which uh, I believe came out in uh, 2019-ish. Um, well, that that's when the early... Um, what do you call it on Steam? Uh, it's like a game preview. Early access. Oh, early access. Early access, yeah. That's when the early access started. Um, and that's actually when I had started playing it. But it recently popped up on Game Pass. And... Um, so I was like, I should revisit this game. So I've been playing it again, and um, it's it's a pretty freaking cool game. It's a survival-y type game where you're just this, like, Viking dude, and you just wake up in this forest. Uh, this crow is like, yo, you need to build some shelter because it's going to get fucking cold and things are going to try to eat you. Um, but then once you're ready, you can fight this deer god. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. Um, and so, Thanks. like, you go do around I, do I and, want like, to? That sounds cool, but uh, yeah. must I? Well, it, if you want to uh, make better stuff, you're going to have to. Because um, at first, mm. you're just using, like, you know, branches and rocks, and then you can put that together to make, like, a, a, an axe, and then you can start, like, building, like, a house and whatnot. And, um, and you're fighting, like, these little, like, God, what are they called? They... They look like kind of like goblin-y creatures, but they have like the turtle shell-looking thing, and Tapas. they're like the like what? Bow no, Tapas? they're not. It's, no, no, that it's, it's definitely not a kappa. <laughs> this okay. is more of a Norse thing. Um, and uh, so those are pretty easy. What is it? Cockatrice? No, that's. I think that's Greek. I don't think they have shells. Yeah. It might be like a backpack-looking thing. I don't know. It's it's a weird-looking troll-looking man. It's not a troll, because there are trolls, and trolls are fucking, like, uh, 15 feet tall and throw trees at you. And oh, cool. I like so, that. And, <laughs> so that's a bad time. I've um, So, like, you, you, it's a lot of exploring in this game, um, which is fun. Uh, there's, like, different biomes in which different creatures and stuff dwell. Like, uh, once you start getting into the thicker, like, black forest, that's where the trolls hang out. And they, like, throw trees at you and chase you. Uh, they'll pick you up and throw you. Um, if you foolishly try to hide in a shelter you built, they will smash your shelter and you'll die. <laughs> oh, cool. Because because they're fucking troll. I was like, aha, you can't get me here, troll. And then <laughs> I built the, screen, <laughs> the screen just turned red and black. And then I spawned in another house that I had built like further along and was like, oh, well, I guess he destroyed my house because I hmm. didn't spawn there. <laughs> Great. Um, I mean, it, yeah, it makes sense. But we don't, we don't really consider that trolls are perfectly capable of destroying the building that we're in. But, uh, yeah. you know, good on this game for uh, you know, not really giving you a safe haven. Like, you know, if you're out in the woods surviving and you run inside your log hut to get away from yeah. 
something that can throw trees. It's like, well, wait a minute. What is this house made of? Yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, Time Sebastian. Harvey fires scene in Independence Day, but he's on a log cabin. Oh, yeah. crap. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, the trolls that shoot laser beams and blow up Los Angeles. It's crazy. <laughs> As per um, the classic myth. Of course. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's those freaking trolls with their freaking laser beams. Yeah, I'm doing Austin Powers references. It's 2023. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we mentioned Mafia today, so... You did. I was gonna say it's like we also did baby geniuses and escape velocity. So sure, oh, why yeah. the fuck See, not? Yeah, there We're was my well. that, that was me hanging the lampshade on my horrendous reference for the show. Oh God, do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that my... your fucking Austin Powers impression? Yeah. <laughs> That was worse than your than your Christopher Walken. Yeah, I thought that was Walken as Austin Powers. <laughs> oh, God, that was your Scottish Austin Powers impression. <laughs> Do I make you horny, baby? Ah. Yeah. Tell me, Mrs. But- Kensington. <laughs> Do I I'm like not make you horny, <laughs> baby? Are you Randy? Still Valheim. <laughs> anyway, so like, um, it's it's pretty cool, like the building stuff. Um, like, all my places look kind of janky, but it's more of like a a situation where it's just like I just need quick shelter because like what I was doing is mainly like exploring as I go. And then when I, you know, find a pretty cool looking area, I'll set down a workbench and, you know, get to to making some stuff. And then once I run out of, like, resources, I'll go on to the next area and whatnot. Um, But, like, you you eat food to increase your hit points. um, So, like, you can hunt, like, deer and whatnot, pigs, and and, uh, eventually you can go fishing. Um... Let's see. There's skeletons in the game that they're they're tricky to kill. Um, God, what was there was a thing I wanted. Um, like I said, they're sailing. That's that's pretty fun. Um, you get your little boat made and you're sailing and it's like storming and stuff. Um, like the weather looks good. Um, like like uh, the trivia was saying how it looks very. It looks like the best PlayStation One game you've ever seen. If that makes sense. Um, like and better like it's like you know how like shovel knight and stuff were doing the uh like eight eight 16 bit type things i think we finally you know people were like we should uh do the retro but with playstation graphics and we've seen a few of those type of games and i think this is one of them um i'm definitely in favor of those. I, was look, I was looking at the images of this it doesn't look that old schooly. i mean you know well that's because of the shading and stuff Oh, uh, okay. There it is. I was like, you know, wait, what? <laughs> but okay, it's all shading that makes yeah. it. But it's just okay. Gotcha. Sorry, took me a second to process what the fuck you were talking about because I'm like, <laughs> these, these images don't look as crazy as a PlayStation One game at all. Like, yeah, you know, am I misremembering PlayStation One era games? Pretty sure they look really shitty and blocky, and this looks modernish. You know, they got pretty least, good at the end. It's at least like Fortnite level on these graphics. 
This is what the screenshots and ads for PS1 games looked like, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. From the yeah, cutscenes. That's how they tried to convince you to play a PS1 game. It's like, wow, this is like Final Fantasy IX cutscene level. At least. <laughs> but, um, my favorite part of Valheim is cutting down trees. Because this game has some of the goofiest tree physics. Um, like, and, and really, they're not that goofy. Like, they don't just, like, go flying everywhere. But, like, they definitely, like, you know, you're chopping, you're chopping, and then, it, you know, it does the little wedge thing, and the, the, the tree falls over. And so that can do a few things that are interesting. One, um, if you're standing in the wrong place, it could just fall on you and kill you which that's no fun um you can uh if you're if you're sneaky enough you could potentially drop a tree on enemies and or uh critters that you wish to eat later um so it's a, a kind of way to like just take out some woodland creatures or no, whatever how can you possibly sneakily <laughs> chop down a tree well if it was a big enough tree and you're far away and uh, maybe it, it can be done. It's, it's tricky, but it can be done. Um, or Wait. like if you do it near a hill, right? And so the tree falls and then rolls down the hill. Okay, yes. And then you could like take out some boars or something, you know? Right. Well, I mean, I guess the question is, um, like if you're trying to you know, sneak around and take out some enemies, if a tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? I guess not. I mean, that's, that's the only way I can think yeah. of that you could possibly drop a tree on an enemy without them realizing well beforehand what's happening. <laughs> like, I don't think the picture tree of this makes poor, a sound. poor woodland creature just, you know, not noticing. Chop, 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 <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> just, well, maybe they're deaf. Maybe all the creatures in the game are deaf. Well, they're definitely not, because I've snuck up on stuff and it took, takes off. Okay, so, well. If a tree then. falls in the woods and everyone nearby is deaf, does it make a sound? Johnny, <laughs> <laughs> that's the most ablest thing you've ever asked. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Episode title. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> most or, ablest, goofiest tree physics. Or if, if it can fall onto, like, another tree, and sometimes when it does that, it does this weird, like... Domino thing. I feel like it's almost a glitch, but the people were like, hey, that looks funny. Let's keep that. And Can so you, like, domino it'll, like, a whole forest down? Just... Well, it'll, like, <laughs> it'll, it'll land on a tree, and then it'll do this, like, weird, like, jiggly thing. Like, it's, like, clipping through the tree. But every time it does that, it's doing damage to the tree, so then the tree will fall, or that log will just split into two logs... And if you're standing too close, it might fall on you. It's just, this is bad. You just all of a sudden, a bunch of trees just start falling, and you're like, "Oh no, I hit the wrong tree." That's what you get, man. That's the dangers of deforestation. Yeah. Chop down one tree, might start you know an exponential explosion like of split logs. Fucking alpine avalanche here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> whole tree, whole forest just explodes on top of you. <laughs> You're right, Jesse. This game sounds crazy. These these it's, tree, you know, tree physics are goofy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. The, the trees are really make it just a delight to play. Like the rest of the game is fun. Like you know, surviving and stuff. And it's I feel like it's very challenging, but 
it's not like like it does some things that are make it um doesn't penalize you as bad as like a game like this like if you die obviously you lose all your items and you have to try to get them back but like to like rebuild what you had um there's typically like rocks and and sticks laying around on the ground already that you can just pick up and build an axe real quick and then you're pretty much back in it because then you can chop trees down again and that's it's really just a, a viking lumberjack simulator if you ask me like you know cutting down trees running from trolls um <laughs> cutting down more trees uh cooking some deer meat on a uh, on the next to an open fire, uh, sleeping. Um, I always like when you get into your house. So the way you have to build your house is you have to build a fire next to it or inside. But if you build it inside and you don't have any ventilation, your place will fill up with smoke. So, <laughs> which that's the fun thing to learn because it's, it's like true. <laughs> <laughs> and you can try to sleep, but then you'll wake up and be like, "You wake up not rested at all because." <laughs> You woke fucking, up dead. <laughs> your fucking house is filled with smoke, you idiot. Yes. And so, hmm. like... And there are some people, like, if you look in, like, community pages that just go fucking all out with their little uh, buildings and stuff. And oh, yeah, you can really make some really cool fucking stuff if you try. Um, but, like... And um, I have been kind of... You know, you know how when you play, like, a game and you kind of... You, you role play as the character not like you know you're not like talking to the TV or anything but you like do certain things that you think your character would do like yeah, you put yourself in their shoes yeah like so you can pull up your map and it shows you everywhere you've explored and anywhere I've like built something I've named it like a cool like Vikingish type of name or something just just for funsies and it's like no one's gonna see any of that but me and it's like you know I open the map and I'm like oh yes there's a there's a, a troll smite, and that's the place where I was killed by a troll, and I decided ah. to name it <laughs> Troll Smite. You know, it's, it's an so, appropriate name. It's yeah. it's a it's one of those games where the stories are the things you do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's so uh, there's smoke dead. Yes, uh, you know, there's <laughs> the house with the fire in it. That seems yeah. like a good idea. There's a squish hut. Yeah. Um, Pound Town. Um, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> I've been all over this country. Uh, oh, there was the a mis- place. There was a place with, uh, Jesse. <laughs> with skeletons and a lot of mushrooms on the ground that I just called Skull Shroom. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm into it. So, Might call it the Bone Zone, but I'm into it. <laughs> well, there's more than one skeleton area. Okay, so numerous bone zones. Yeah. there will be yeah. Bone zone, skull fuck, you know, all the good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big thick mushrooms in Bones Town. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Jesse, this game sounds great. It's uh, really neat. Yeah, no, it sounds uh sounds really, really interesting. I, I didn't know about it until just now, but yeah. Viking game in which you get to I don't know, build your house and hang out in it. Yeah, it sounds good. Um, and one thing I read about that hasn't happened to me yet, but apparently sometimes Odin will just show up and, like, tell you that you're doing a good job. But when he does, it's supposed to be, like, the most unsettling and creepy thing in the game. Sweet. 
So I can only I mean, he's the All Father. So yeah, I'm looking like, forward to to Odin just showing up. And be like, yeah, Good you're job. just like beating off in your smoke filled house, and then yeah. Odin's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Jesse, you're doing perfect. <laughs> you're winning. Son. Oh, word! <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Oh god, they uh, always to... said that he watches you when you masturbate. I didn't think they were being <laughs> truthful. Yeah, it's the old uh, the old holiday oh. song about Odin, not Santa. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, don't yeah. worry, son. Just just make sure to be careful. If you do it too much, it's gonna be Thor. Oh. <laughs> uh, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows you masturbate. <laughs> uh, oh, the song's about Odin now. Yeah, he knows when you've been chopping wood, so uh, ventilate your house, for goodness sake. (laughs) It's the old Norse nursery, right? It's the old Odin Claws. Yeah. Great pick, Jesse. (laughs) Oh, God. Anything else? No. Good. Game five.
Alright guys, so the movie that this game was based on took a few liberties uh, with the main <laughs> character's relationship with uh, a, another character. Let's call him um, John S. No, I'm sorry, that's too obvious. We'll call him J. Smith. Uh, adding a romantic element uh, to their relationship. Who's got some uh, some answers? Oh boy! All right. So Jesse says World War One mustard gas simulator, which is incorrect. John says Pocahontas, and David says Disney's Pocahontas. Um, I'm gonna give it to both, I guess. John says no. Yeah. I'm giving it to David only. Because <laughs> uh, David actually got the full name of the game correct here. This is Disney's Pocahontas. Right. Uh, for the Sega Genesis, released a full six months after the movie came out. I mean, that's not a bad turnaround. Yeah. yeah. See, I figured after I gave you shit for not having the subtitle for Mario and Luigi, I was like, I better put, I bet it's Disney's Pocahontas. I better put that in there. So yeah, this is Disney's Pocahontas, based on the movie Pocahontas. Um, and this is primarily like a puzzle platformer game. Um, and it's actually kind of neat. Uh, so you 
you you switch around throughout the game between Pocahontas and Nico or Miko, sorry, um, the raccoon. In case you forgot who that is, uh, I did. <laughs> so like, say the first level, the very first puzzle you run into is um, there's a cliff you can't quite reach. Like you can't jump up and grab on and pull yourself up. It's too high. Uh, you can switch to Miko, climb a tree, and push a boulder off. That will then crush Pocahontas at the game. No, you push the boulder off, Pocahontas can then jump on the boulder and use that to get up to the cliff. Um, and throughout the game, you rescue various animals and earn their spirits. Um, so one of the first ones you get is the deer spirit that allows you to run. Um, there's oh, an otter spirit that lets you dive and swim. There's a bird spirit that lets you fall from heights. And uh, yeah, it's a pretty easy game there's not really any real bosses or a lot of action to speak of just pu- except primarily- the white man what's that i said except the white man yeah <laughs> no and even then like you you save the white man at the end like you you know do the whole save john smith you know from something that probably didn't actually happen you know at the yeah. end there that's not great yeah but especially because uh, john smith in that movie was mel gibson like man that's double bad oh god yeah god let him go I forgot that was Mel Gibson in that movie. Oh, yeah. Don't you remember that part where he calls Pocahontas sugar tits and then? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. Goes on to direct Passion Thank- of the Christ. Never actually gets Thank blackballed God- from anything. <laughs> Thank God they replaced him for the sequel, though. What? They- yeah, they made a straight-to-video sequel with this movie. They made a straight-to-video sequel. Um where Pocahontas goes back to England because that's not a can of worms. And yeah, it's played by, um, I can't remember his name, but Mel Gibson's <laughs> like younger brother plays John Smith. Steve Gibson. Right. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, I don't know or care that that exists. Um, <laughs> kinda, it's really bad. I kind of forgot Pocahontas, man. Um, that's a... Uh, that's a deep, uh, deep pull there, Johnny. Not the most popular Disney flick. Kind of, uh, kind of forgot all about this. Well, it won a couple Oscars, if I recall correctly. Uh, best original score and best original song. It Great. was towards, in all fairness, it was towards the end of the Renaissance period, and like as the movies were kind of not, I wouldn't say going downhill, but getting less popular. Because there was this, there Johnny, was Hercules, there was Hunchback of Notre Dame. Without Googling anything, hands up, tell me anything else that won an Oscar in 1996, since you're the fucking Oscar guy now. Oh, God. Uh, Forrest Gump. No. <laughs> Titanic. No. Uh, God, I really don't know who else yeah, won Oscars in okay, 1996. So, you know, don't lord Pocahontas winning Oscars over me like you fucking know anything about the Oscars in 1996, Johnny. God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a pretty popular movie. It won some Oscars. Oh, yeah? What else won fucking Oscars in 1996? Do tell. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to be fair. Plenty of things that win Oscars aren't popular. Did you see Green Book? <laughs> God, 96 be- really was Mel Gibson's year, because I think, like, Braveheart won a couple no. Oscars. Is that not the right Oscars? Oh, I don't know. You're all fucked up, Jim. 
But to be fair, it, and like emphasizing John's point, this is Disney in the '90s, like before DreamWorks and Pixar came along, like before Disney had competition. They were pretty much winning every Best Animated Feature Oscar. The Best Animated Feature wasn't even an Oscar in the nineties. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's not what they won. It was, it was yeah. all, all for the music. And so, I'm sorry, Johnny. Yes, Braveheart did win at the 1996 Oscars. It came out in 1995. Um, huh? But yeah, no, uh, Animated Feature wasn't an Oscar until like 2000 or 2001, David. Oh no, shit. Yeah, they didn't have that for a while. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, so Pocahontas kind of problematic. It's just, uh, you know. What? <laughs> you know, fucking <laughs> say. Because <laughs> they, they portray her in this movie as like, I don't know, she appears to be 16, 17, 18, but in real life Pocahontas is like 9, like, or 10. No, she appears to be like 20. Yeah. She and, appears to be a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> in, in real life, Pocahontas, uh, one, probably did not have a romantic relationship with John Smith. Uh, she married John Rolfe. Uh... And that was probably the Muppet. Yes, <laughs> Rolf the Muppet. Oh man, talk about a Muppets movie that needs to happen. Muppets Pocahontas. <laughs> mm. God, I like. Can you imagine if the director video sequel was a Muppet Pocahontas film with her and Rolf just singing it. songs by piano in England? Yeah, it's not appropriate for me to be dating you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I shouldn't be this problematic, should I? Uh, I'm, uh, at least I'm less problematic than Mel Gibson. <laughs> Let me play you a song. <laughs> <laughs> what am I even doing in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> is this the right voice? I kind of <laughs> don't think it is. <laughs> Ock. <laughs> but yeah, it's a pretty simple, simple Sega Genesis game. And like so, it's not a, no, I- it's not like a Mario Paint kind of thing. No, it's not that simple. Like, there is an end. You know, there's levels. Well, yeah, but, I mean, how many colors of the wind do you unlock by the end of the game? Oh, uh, zero? Um, what? I don't think that's one of the animal powers that you get. Well, uh, no, it's it's how you paint. So I do <laughs> want to ask, because you said you, you play as Miko and Pocahontas. Is it, like, at the same time, or is it like you push a button and just send Miko out? Oh, you push a button and switch between who you're playing as, yeah. So oh, it's like okay. Donkey Kong Country, a Pocahontas and a, and a friendly raccoon. Yeah, except that I, I wish it was like Donkey Kong Country, because Donkey Kong Country, you're together and you just swap, but you're like you're at least together. This game, like, you run has Pocahontas, and Mingo just stays behind, and you switch, and the camera pans all the way back, and you gotta wait for Miko to catch all the way back up. That's not cool. Yeah, that's a little obnoxious. Can you play as the... What, does she have a hummingbird friend in that movie? Uh, Flit. Uh, Flit. Um, oh, it has and, a name. And no, I think Flit just appears on like the options screen as like your cursor. Of course. Um, I don't think Flit is playable or does anything in the actual game. Jeez, poor Flit. Relegated <laughs> to being a cursor. <laughs> Justice for Flit. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, is there... Is there, like, combat in the game? Or is it no. just, like, platforming adventure stuff? You get animal powers, you don't have to fight the... Who's the, like, the fat-titted white guy that doesn't see the good in the natives with the... Uh, Governor the Pilgrim hat? Yes. Uh, the guy from Cheers, um, who's in all the Norm? Pixar movies. Um, David Ogden Steers? No. I was gonna say, it's like, 
when you said the guy from Cheers, I was like, no, David Hoggins Steers was in MASH, but then I realized you're talking about John Ratzenberg. Gotcha. And it's Genesis anyway, so you couldn't hear his voice. Uh, but you don't have to kill him? No. No. But that they sucks. do a pretty good job of bringing in Nico's, or sorry, Miko's sound effects. Um, like whenever you switch to the raccoon, it plays the like, again, it kind of sounds like awesome. <laughs> Sweet. I'm On in. The I love this. Okay. <laughs> if that's what sells you on it, baby. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, my favorite episode of King of the Hill is the one where Bobby makes friends with the raccoon and talks to it. So, like, well, this yeah, tracks. it's a great episode. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking Dale goes nuts and goes wild. You know, God, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> is Dale Gribble in the game at all? No, no, but at one point, you do get to turn to somebody else and say, hey, have you smelled today's trash? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> It'd be pretty great if you killed Dale Gribble in the game and you got monkey style from him. <laughs> yeah. Or squirrel tactics. No, obviously, obviously you killed Dale Gribble and get the power of pocket sand. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking of that specific uh, episode where he gets rabies from the raccoon. You actually do get a squirrel animal spirit uh, at one point in the game. So good. Pretty close. Okay, good. Well, that's almost close enough, I tell you what. Um, does it does it get, grant you pocket sand? No, it just lets it's, you climb trees. That's all it does. Good. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, man, Johnny, what a uh, what a pick. What a, you know, what a game that came out on the Sega Genesis in 1996. Um, I'm impressed they were still making Sega Genesis games in 1996, Johnny. This yeah. is uh, alarming for me to learn. <laughs> January 1st, 1996. That's, and then the um, Game Boy version came out in June 1996, a full year after the movie came out. I mean, that happens. It takes a while, man. Game Boy games are complicated. Yeah. A lot of work. <laughs> <to go. laughs> fine, fine. Cut me off. You're right. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. That, that was probably the problem with the Game Boy game, is they were like, you know, Listen, we gotta get these colors of the wind in here. It's like, sir, I'm sorry, this is a Game Boy game. You can't have any colors in this. It's like, all right, you know, what if we had a Game Boy with colors? Like, well, that won't exist for at least two more years. We need to publish the game now. The movie is out. <laughs> can you paint with all the colors of the wind? Best I can no! do is green and gray. Yeah. Roll with it. I don't know. <laughs> Ship it, I guess. Fuck. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I try to be tricky because usually when I pick a, a licensed game like this, I pick songs that are not from the you know film. Every song in this game is from the film. <laughs> like, Excuse every... me, Johnny. It didn't sound like you tried to be tricky at all. You played Colors of the Wind after <laughs> giving trivia with the name John Smith in it. Like, no, I said a John S, and then I said no, it's too obvious. J. I Smith. understood the I understood the joke, but yeah, I'm just saying it. It doesn't sound like you're really trying to be tricky at all. <laughs> I mean, you but, had me yeah. at just around the river bend. Yeah. Yeah, David knows all the weird code words in this game. Um, <laughs> code words? Yeah. Anyway, so we got David just around the river bend. Johnny, anything else on uh, Pocahontas? No. Favorite uh, character? Is it the raccoon? Oh, it's absolutely the raccoon. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I can't name anybody else, honestly. Well, I, I mean, every time I've you know described somebody, David's been on point. So, describe a character from the movie. 
and David will name them before we go to the calculating computer. Okay, so uh, this one character is a raccoon. What's their name? Miko. Alright, good, 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 good. Uh, this other character is played by Christian Bale. What? Oh, God. Is Newsies? Is that, um... <laughs> the guy that Pocahontas actually married? I can't think of his name. Grandmother um, Willow? Uh, John Rolfe. John and Rolfe? No. Oh, okay. No, Christian Bale plays Thomas, a loyal friend of John Smith, who is ordered by Ratcliffe to fire upon the natives, but uh, defies the orders. So he's not the grandmother Willow. No. No. That would have been a real, real meaty role for him to dig into. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine him method acting his way into being an old Willow Tree Native American woman? <laughs> God, Christian Bale would have knocked it out of the park, baby. <laughs> God. So yeah, that's that's all I got on Pocahontas. Calculating computer activated. You hear that like balloons, the aerobic sound, like Oops. scoring complete. This game's winner is David Fleming. That's right. He's done it, y'all. He's poked Pocahontas, and he's won Game That Tune, episode 330. It's David Fleming. Um, Mr. Past. That's, uh, yeah, you've, you've been given the title, I don't know how I feel David. about that name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. Past. What a superhero name. <laughs> um, congr- <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. All right, I'm cracking myself up and how lame that is. Uh, good job, David. You did it. So you get to uh, pick a theme for our next episode. Good luck topping this one. So I was thinking back to my game where you had Mario and Luigi. You had Baby Mario and Baby Luigi. You traveled between the present and the past. So I'm thinking games with twos. Maybe it's a sequel. Maybe it's a co-op game. Maybe there's two different worlds that you explore. Just something in the game has to be double. Some number twos. Number twos. (laughs) That would have been the obvious joke that I decided to not go for, but thank you for still pulling it up. No, David. I'd like to introduce you to my, uh, my number two man. His name, number two. That's right. We're still doing Austin Powers jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah. David. Yeah, baby. Yeah. I was going to say, what did Mario say upon going back in time and meeting the baby version of himself and deciding to go on an adventure with him? Oh, be yeah, bad. baby. He said, yeah, baby. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Good. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, David, that's a cool theme. You know why? Because number two, it's a good number. It's a magic number. It's one of the best numbers. Um, you know, it implies togetherness, uh, duality, and poop. So, all our w- favorite things. Yes, I like to do a cooperative poop together. Oh, like the SNL toilet? Yeah. Don't exactly. Yes. I got the, you know my brain had to process the you know the ring was spinning for a second but yes now I remember the double was, was it was it Kevin Nealon and Julia Sweeney that was in that sketch 
I couldn't. I. Why I don't are remember you that far asking? back. I mean, you know. okay, sorry. Do you know Julia Sweeney by name or appearance? Well, she was on SNL all the time. She played Pat and. Uh, okay, so was it Pat taking a crap next to Kevin Neal? No, because if it okay, just, then no, I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. She did a lot of sketches on SNL. My bad. <laughs> also, she was in Beethoven's Third. Did you remember that movie? Johnny, the theme is number twos. <laughs> no, I don't remember Beethoven's Third. Jeez. Um, no, it's going to be a good theme. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would say a shitty theme, but it's not, David. You've nailed it. It's going to be a good one. So, everybody, uh, drop your number twos in the request area of Discord. And um, it'll be good. And uh, thank you, everybody, so much for uh, watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're here on uh, Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Thank you to everybody checking out podcast form. Uh, we're at GameThatTune.com or anywhere that you get your podcasts. We appreciate you guys listening in podcast form, rating, reviewing, subscribing, and all that stuff. Uh, we appreciate everybody checking out Patreon. Patreon.com slash GameThatTune is the home for awesome exclusives. We've got Game That Tune gems. We've got mixtapes. We've got movie commentaries. We've got all kinds of fun stuff. And you help us keep the lights on at our 24-7 video game music live stream. That's radio.gamethattune.com. GTT.rocks is the home for awesome video game music on the internet. So support us at Patreon and we'll keep giving you guys awesome stuff. Um, we, of course, want to give a shout out to our Patreon Absurd fans. I'm talking about Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Phoenix here, 2121, Beast Pond, and The Kerrigan, a fantastic group of Patreon absurd fans that we've got. Uh, our request tonight came from who, David? Uh, it came from Discord, uh, Beast Pond in our Discord. Yes, Patreon absurd fan Beast Pond. Fantastic request made in Discord. Great place to make a request. Check out Discord. Check the show notes for the link. Or you can visit us at GameThatTune.club, our fantastic social media server that we're going to have to come up with new reasons to use after March Madness has ended. Congratulations, Persona 5. You won the March Madness. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll do something else fun at GameThatTune.club at some point. But uh, make a request there. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, that is going to do it, guys, for the show. So, David, you've got the bonus tunes, and you need to drop it like it's hot. Drop them on us, man. Smear it all over us. Tell us what your bonus tunes are closing out tonight's show. Uh, we are closing out with one of my favorite songs from a game that ends in two. It's Metroid Metal's cover of the tunnel from Metroid 2 Return of Samus. Hell yeah, it is. We love y'all. Peace out, everybody.
Port Royale, Gold Power and Pirates is copyright 2003 Askaron Entertainment. Mario and Luigi Partners in Time is copyright 2005 Nintendo of America Incorporated. Mafia 3 is copyright 2016 2K Games. Valheim is copyright 2021 Coffee Stain Publishing. Disney's Pocahontas is copyright 1996 Disney Interactive.